This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for what you're going to do, what you've been doing, what you're going to speak to us, Lord. We want to receive it. Change our perspective, change our understanding, change the course of our lives. Lord, I pray today you will, you will, you will stand in the way of everyone who is sidetracked. You will prevent any of us, Lord, from going astray. Your grace will intersect. Your, your grace will stand in the way. We ask of you, Father, that you'll do it for us today. With your word come to us, Lord. Make us humble. Make us understand, to submit to your word so that you can have your work in us, Lord, so you can do your work in our lives. We pray that you'll clear our understanding. Bring clarity, Lord. We ask for clarity, clarity, clarity. The way we think and the way we speak, the way we do things, clarity in our conviction, clarity in our faith, clarity in our hope, clarity in our words. Let your wisdom prevail over us this morning. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We've been looking at this topic of grace and have dealt with many related themes and subjects in connection to it. And uh, of late, for the past couple of weeks, we were looking at the topic of wisdom. Say wisdom. wisdom. Let's read that scripture one more time. James chapter 1, verses 4 to 6, or 2 to 6. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter... Various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach. And it shall be given to him. But he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Amen. Say wisdom. Say wisdom. wisdom. Now, say wisdom like you love wisdom. wisdom. Say wisdom like you love wisdom. wisdom. Hallelujah. I told you that wisdom is expressed or wisdom is evidenced by the words that you speak. What is the evidence of wisdom? The evidence of wisdom is the words of your mouth, the words of your speech, your speech, your language. Your language reveals your wisdom. Your language either reveals your wisdom or exposes your folly. The words of your mouth will either reveal that you are wise or it can expose the fact that you are a foolish person. 
in fact a person's wisdom can be gauged by the words that you speak if you if you listen if you pay attention to the words coming out of the of a person's mouth you can gauge his level of wisdom that's why in proverbs chapter 17 we uh, you know i i mentioned the scripture before i think proverbs chapter 17 and verse 28 let's let's look to the proverbs chapter 17 verse 28 even a fool let's read it together even a fool when he keeps silent is considered wise why is that even a fool if he keeps quiet is considered wise that means wisdom is evidenced by the words or foolishness is exposed by words if we keep quiet even a fool will be considered wise when he closes his lips he is considered prudent you know why why must we the church you know I, i told you that the church is the is in in the church is hidden all the treasures of of wisdom and knowledge if you remember that scripture the thesaurus of of sophia and gnosis yeah it's hidden in the church we consider that then why must the church look at the scripture and and be excited about the scripture so that we can use it to our advantage so in any given situation i want to listen pay attention flow with me this morning in any given situation you don't know what to do okay in a situation you don't know what to do you don't know how to go about it even your silence can come to your advantage we are so used to expressing what comes to our mind right a, do you know that it's a human weakness to blurt out the words so carelessly in fact that's a sign of imperfection the bible says in the same same book same chapter talks about that same same book talks about that who's a perfect man the one who bridles his tongue so the one who can't bridle his tongue the one who cannot have control over his tongue is not a perfect man is an imperfect man is an imperfect man now here the scripture is saying even a fool when he keeps quiet when he keeps his mouth shut is considered wise now this is an instruction you're going through a situation you don't know what to say now we have to change this this uh, nature this second nature in in uh, in the human system it comes to us so automatically it's like by default and we have to break that default by the power of the holy spirit okay i don't know how many of you really want to break it but this is something very important we have to learn we have to break this default by the power of the holy spirit by the power of grace by the power of righteousness this default in us to express words so freely to speak what comes to our mind must be curtailed must be restrained are you with me this morning now christians must learn this principle in fact when we read the bible when we go through the gospel when we meditate on the gospel narrative now we see that jesus spoke in moderation that's right when he was there are times when he he kept quiet he didn't answer the foolish questions that were thrown at him he he kept quiet when he was asked about something he will change the topic or so it's so it seemed he will just 
ignore it and change the topic and he will limit he was a man of few words in in most places but when he had to impart wisdom he will speak because he is a well well spring of wisdom now the sermon on the mount that we are we are looking at look at the number the amount of the wealth of wisdom that flowed out of him instruction that came so freely but when he had in his interactions with common man in his interactions with the people of this world he was a very moderate speaking person he was a man of limited words sometimes we tend to look down on people who are limited in their language they're limited in their words we have this tendency we think people who are chirpy all the time yapping all the time we think that's the sign of smartness but the bible tells us otherwise that's right exact opposite exact opposite we we even we we say we we give we, we pamper such um defects and defects is a defect it's an imperfection we pamper such defects by saying oh such a bubbly personality such a lively character so much of enthusiasm and and energy we say and we tend to kind of uh what do you say push aside those with limited vocabulary those with limited words few words in the multitude of words there is one more time in the multitude of words there is so it's all in scripture now you turn this the pages of this book you'll realize that god is not really interested in in making you a very uh, verbose person very verbose very um vociferous that's the word very vociferous person that's not god's intention concerning you and he would rather have you keep quiet if any man speaks if any man speaks that's what the bible says how must he speak let him speak as the oracle of god the utterances of god otherwise let him remain silent that's what is the instruction is basically and this is something as christians we must come to terms with because we we coming from the world and we coming from this principle that uh, that is so rampant in the world which tells us that we must always be chirping we must always be yapping 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 we must always be full of words long winded sentences foolish talk debbie has this uh, daily devotion going on and now she she look at the scripture and she look at those words and go to the root meaning of those words and couple of days back on her devotion i saw this word the word is unclean and she dug out the meaning of that word unclean okay dirty that we know filthy that also we know lacking in clarity is unclean i was i saw that and i like wow if your speech lacks clarity the bible says unclean okay next one lacking in clarity and precision of conception 
or execution if your words lack clarity and precision in conception it is unclean wow think about it think about it you know you you must actually you know take a print out of that and you know every time you want to speak something you should look at the read it okay i'm telling you you will, you will your words will reduce from 100 to let's say maybe 10 or something your 90% of your speech will come down just by looking at that that uh, expose is there anything else for that add on to that and clean that's it lacking in clarity lacking in clarity god doesn't want you to be a you know a, a, a person with so many words vociferous verbos he doesn't want you to be like that long winded in your sentences he wants you to be full of clarity jesus spoke with such clarity that's why you want to go back to the red letters you want to go back to what he said no um one word that he said can inspire a 10000 sermons you know why it was deep said deep his words were deep and profound full of the wisdom of god hallelujah i mean, see i i really 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 hope that as a church we can desire to be like that what a desire that would be just to desire to speak like jesus and if you can pray you know teach your children to pray lord i want to speak like you let them start at a young age let them start speaking like jesus earlier than us let them reach there before when we reached hallelujah it will save a lot of heartaches and heartbreaks and commotion and confusion in their lives that's if we reached if we reached that is that's right the disclaimer has to be there hallelujah in fact when jesus taught us to pray listen when he taught us to pray when he when he taught his disciples to pray he he said it emphatically he said you will not be heard for your many words he said that don't be like the you know the the self righteous people who stand in the corner of the of the street and you know yell out you know unto the lord in prayer making long sentences exalting themselves long winded prayers it's not going to fetch anything only faith moves god Amen. only faith moves god and what is faith faith is the expression of wisdom now i i was telling you last week faith uh, wisdom is the language of miracles you know why because faith is the expression of wisdom god's wisdom that's faith that is faith you want to be a man of faith in fact i would say every man of faith is a man of wisdom every woman of faith is a woman of wisdom he is not operating or she is not operating in the wisdom of this world he or she is operating the wisdom of god that is faith you want to have faith get wisdom get wisdom hallelujah and i was sad to say that many christians use words so loosely say loosely full of uncleanness lacking in clarity in conception and execution 
In fact, I would say, now earlier, back in our days, even the education system, you know, that's some, I mean, I'm sure that it, it you know, it evolved over the years, you know, from maybe the generation before as well. So much more, their communication was so much far better than our communication. Yeah. And now what we are teaching our children is so pathetic. We are taking, I don't know how to express this, but you know what I'm talking about. Now we are reducing the standard of communication, even the schools. You know, I remember, and it gave me a shock of my life. This is many years back. You know, I, we passed out of school, we were in college. I think we started working also. And it happened to, like, you know, I think it's an SMS chat or something with one of those, you know, kids who just came out of school. And I'm looking at it and it's full of, if I can't read anything. And I'm not able to understand anything. Then I realize it's, it's all these new abbreviations and you know, you know what I'm talking about. So there is no, there's no such thing as spelling. There is no such thing as grammar, nothing of the, that sort. It's all kill. I'm talking about somebody who passed out of a reputed school in central Traungur. Supposed to be a very good student in whatever he was. I'm like, what is this? And I realized that, you know, today's kids, they don't know spellings, they don't know grammar, they don't know anything. Because corruption is happening. Corruption is happening. Wisdom is being corrupted. These are all evidences. Are you with me? So, when you use words so loosely, knowingly or unknowingly, you are developing a, a foolish, a foolhardy attitude. Concerning life. You are knowingly or unknowingly, you are, you are making yourself a very reckless person. Very reckless. You are setting yourself up for a big, big fall. Now you want to see great things in your life, you got to speak great things with your mouth. Three people got it. I said, if you want to see great things in your life, you got to speak great things with your mouth. You want to see miracles, you have to speak wisdom. Everybody wants to see wisdom, miracles. If you want to see miracles, you have to speak wisdom. Now you want to have a bright future, your speech, your language must align with the language of God's word. Hallelujah. All young people, make a note of this. Listen, 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 listen. Kids, listen. Jeremy, just, just look at, listen, okay, all of you. Chrissy, look, look at me. You want to be, you want to be a bright shining star in life? Yes? Yeah, you all want to be a bright shining, in fact, your, your t-shirt is showing stars. Prophetic. You want to be a bright shining star in life? Yeah? Learn to speak according to God's word. Fill your heart with God's word. And bother your dad and your mom and your sister and your brother, tell them to teach me some word. Amen? Yes? Say yes. Chrissy, say yes. I want to hear you say yes. Yes. Leanne, say yes. Man, you want to see a bright future for yourself? Speak the word. 
speak the word speak the word speak the word speak the word and stop discounting your words taking the value of your words out and discounting it to a level that you know it's so it's so cheap your cheap words can only produce a cheap world for you cheap words will only produce a cheap future for you you want a cheap husband speak cheaply you want a cheap wife a cheap wife speak cheaply i'm telling you even after you get married by the way you some of you like after you married you're so happy okay now i have somebody who's really nice smart and all but i'm telling you you want to turn that person into a cheap person you speak cheaply it'll be done for you speak wisdom speak wisdom speak wisdom elevate the quality of your words you know, measure it measure it take it to a next level hallelujah and i put a check husbands and wife put a check on the, the 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 words of your your spouse's mouth put a check on the words of your children's mouth put a check friends put a check on what is coming out of your friend's mouth if you're a christian you got to help each other in this and correct them correct them hello none of you are interested in having a smart wife or a smart husband speak wisdom speak wisdom speak wisely that's a reality you know i i i remember i you know i went to a place and i'm not going to mention the the place or any of those things and i'm i'm seeing you know i i heard the testimony of a of a young you know minister younger than me so he was saying that he learned something the place that we met he learned something and he went and executed that uh in the church that he is he's part of he's part of the leadership there he went and executed that thing that he learned and he was giving me a testimony and he said i learned that i should never speak about my team like you know my keyboard player is no good you know my my bass my bass player he can't even play more than two notes you know my drummer is always going out of time so he said that used to be the kind of communication that he used to give out okay before he learned this principle then he said i learned this and i started i started to speak what i want them to be okay so i said you are the most excellent keyboard player i have ever seen you 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 the most excellent light engineer we ever met <laughs> hallelujah got to speak like that you know you want you want to train up your children speak to them you know you, you okay you have to correct them you have to point out their flaws but speak to them what you want them to be speak over them like that now you want to see good sound now we and uh, it's my desire to see this thing grow and you know we have more sound and louder sound and brighter sound better sound so if i want to what what horrible sound is this all the churches in kerala has got better sound than this and we have such horrible sound no if i want to speak like that it's going to remain that way but if you have to agree if we going to get it we going to get it now what we have now is really good but we going to get better 
You have to speak like that. Expectancy in your words. Amen? Expectancy in your words. You're training up somebody, say you're training up somebody to, to sing. And don't say, you, you always go out of note and this and that. If that's all that you say to them. They're never going to be singing in pitch for the rest of their lives. I'm telling you. You know, I remember I, I, I trained up, uh, I used to train up young, you know, five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old uh, kids back in the day. Uh, you know, I was the, the junior choir master of, uh, for, the, for the church, um, you know. I remember, and, and there was this boy, I've, I've said this testimony to some of you. There was this boy who can't, um, if you say, sing, do, he will say, do. And if we have one and a half hours of practice, one hour will, will be lost on making him try to get, do, and he'll go, do. I said, no, 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 you're singing, do, I want to sing, do. So like it, it was, it used to be very difficult and you know, earlier the kids around him used to make fun of him and laugh at him and so I said, no, 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 we, this is not going to help. You have to encourage him and you see him improve, you have to tell him you're doing better now. And guess what? Give, give it a few months, he became a, a fantastic singer. He'll hit the notes, he'll get the melody, he'll sing well. And he became part of the choir. And I didn't know about any of these things back then. But when I look back, I realize, okay, this is what worked then, even without me knowing what it is. Uh, you want to see a good band, you speak to them. I, see, I want the church to go up to the, to the worship band and speak good to them. You go and minister to them. You know, to the sound engineer, to the light engineer, to the, those who are doing video, to go and talk to them and tell them. Now, you know, the church must be a place where appreciation is flowing freely. Because nobody should be craving for appreciation in the church. You know, appreciation should be the last thing that is sought after in the church. I said, appreciation should be the last thing to be sought after in the church. In the church, people should get appreciated. Now, if you can't appreciate, you know why that is? It's pride. It's jealousy. You have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. If you can go up to somebody and say, you did a good job today. It was nice. It was good. If you can't do it, it is pride and jealousy and bitterness and whatnot. It's so complex. It is so complex. Hallelujah. Now you want to see uh, you know, all sufficiency all the time. Don't speak the language of poverty. Refuse to speak the language of poverty. I, I refuse to speak like that. And I, in fact, it's a rule in, 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 in my home. I tell, I tell my wife, you want something, you tell me what you want. Don't ask me, do you have money for that? I hate it. And she, doesn't, she never does that also. Don't, don't tell, just tell me what you want. Just tell me what you want. Don't ask me, do you have money for that? Because that is the language of, that's right, language of wisdom. This is what I want. Wisdom can get what you want. It's the language of miracles. It's the language of created, say created. Wisdom contains the creative power behind all that you see. God by wisdom established the world. Hallelujah. He created all these atoms and molecules and 
the planets and the systems and all those things by wisdom hallelujah place your words at a higher level put a premium on your words it must sound costly words your words must sound very costly very expensive words not cheap words do you want to know what is the value of the words which proceeds from your wisdom do you want to know the value of the words which proceeds from your wisdom let's turn to proverbs chapter 3 proverbs chapter 3 verses 13 down how blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding look at this for her profit whose profit is this wisdom's profit okay the words that you speak with wisdom this is the profit that you get the profit is better than the profit of silver and her gain is better than fine gold when you speak with wisdom your profit is better than silver and your returns are better than fine gold she is more precious than jewels talking about wisdom what is wisdom say words okay never forget that now when you say wisdom you think it's this one cluster in your brain no it's the words that you speak wisdom is the words that you speak she is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire compares with her long life is in her hand in her right hand and in her left hand are riches and honor where is long life where is long life say words you want to live long you want to live long speak right you want to live long speak right okay, i will only proceed if you if you get this you want to live long speak right hallelujah long life is in her right hand in her left and left hand are riches and honor you want to be rich it's a good thing okay there's nothing wrong with being rich okay as long as you know what to do with the richness riches okay in her left hand the say riches are in the words that you speak riches are in the words that you speak not in the work that you do the work that you do will only come after the words that you speak that's what i said the language of poverty must not be heard in your home in your home the language of lack the language of poverty the language of uh, scarcity should not be heard in your home speak the language of riches hallelujah riches some of you like you know feeling very guilty this pastor is taking us on a making a sin because he is talking about riches that's right it's all i mean the wisest man he was also the richest man by the way the wisest man was the richest man 
and it is not like a it's not like a coincidence but it just happened like that you know just that the wisest man happened to be the richest man no the wisest man became the richest man because of his wisdom amen his wisdom produced the riches that he made hallelujah speak 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 right speak right you want to be healthy you want to be healthy speak right how easy it is right and if you can follow this principle you don't have to spend money on medicines you don't have to go visit the doctors in the hospitals now you can live long you can have a healthy long life just by speaking right now i i would like to dwell on that topic maybe on another day we'll talk about it her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace hallelujah she's a tree of life who is the tree of life okay words of your mouth which is proceeding from your wisdom is a tree of life to those who ho- take hold of her and happy say happy, happy. say happy happy, happy. the smile say happy. happy happy are all who hold a fast your words can make you happy what's the answer to depression what's the answer to depression change your language that's it not taking a handful of psychiatry drugs speak right speak god's word is the answer to depression four people in my church are convinced about what i say one happens to be my wife you want to be happy you want to be happy speak right speak right you want to your children to grow up happy teach them to speak right hallelujah wisdom will profit you words will profit you words will be better than fine gold your words will be- fetch better res- returns than silver your words will be mo- should be more precious than jewels your words will give you long life your words can give you riches and honor you want to be honored speak right your words can make things pleasant for you your your words can make your paths peace your words will be to you a tree of life your words will make you happy hallelujah proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7 says principle wisdom is the principal thing the kjb version says wisdom is the the principal thing you know what principal means not principal principal huh the most important that's right it means first in order and in rank first in order and in rank meaning for you to do anything in life you must start with your first consideration should be what is the wise thing to do in this situation start with wisdom what is the wisdom in this situation hallelujah 
Like I said, you know, the easiest and the dumbest thing to do. The easiest and the dumbest thing to do is to speak whatever comes to your mind. But wisdom will seek the depths of God. Wisdom will seek and search through the scriptures. And give you the counsel of God so that you can speak right in any given situation. Hallelujah. If life is the venture, then wisdom is your capital. If life can be considered as a venture, then wisdom is your capital. You start with wisdom. When you invest your capital wisely, you will fetch returns. When you speak wisely, you're making investments for the future. Hallelujah. Now this is why it's so important to watch our language. You are affecting not only your tomorrow or your next week or your next, next month or your next year or your next few years. You're affecting decades before you by the words that you speak. Now if some of you had spoken right 10 years back, you would have been probably riding on Ambani's car. cost of not walking wisely is huge. You will never realize that. You, you will never be, never be able to fathom that. The cost of not being wise in life is huge. Hallelujah. Now why do you need to speak right? It affects your tomorrow. It affects your next minute. It affects your next hour. It can affect your next day. It can affect your next week. It can affect your generations. The words that you speak can affect your generations. Your child can become smart or dumb based on the words that you speak over that child. That's right. It's the same thing. It's the confession of your mouth which proceeds from the believing of your heart. What you speak reflects what is in your heart. Hallelujah. So how can we work on this? How can we work on our words? Go to English training school classes. Get yourself a language trainer. That's right. Sit with the word of God. And ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Ask the grace of God to help you change your language. And I want to tell you, this is my, this is my testimony. I've seen how far the Lord will come. How far the Holy Spirit will come with you to continually change the words of your mouth. It is not a, it's not a day course. It's not a, a month, month course. It's not a few years. I'm telling you, it's a lifetime of learning with the Holy Spirit. He'll continually correct your words. He'll continually correct your vocabulary. Hallelujah. Provided you give in to the Holy Spirit. So words. Words. Your words are creating something for you. Your words are creating something for you.
And how many of you remember the account of uh, David and Abigail? Who is Abigail? Nabal's wife. You all remember that, that account, that story? Yeah. Nabal was a very rich man. The Bible says he had 1,000 goats and 3,000 sheep. Very rich man. What, do, what is the meaning of the word Nabal? The name Nabal? If, you're, if, you, if you remember reading that passage, you probably will remember. What does the word Nabal mean? It means fool. Yeah. It means fool. Foolish. Stupid. That's what it means. Nabal means? What does Abigail mean? Abigail means, that's right. Abigail means father's joy. Yeah? It means joy or the cause of joy. Abigail means the cause of joy, father's joy. What does the Bible say about a wise son? A wise son makes his father? Father's, father glad. So what makes Abigail the father's joy? That's right, wisdom. Are you getting it? So who is Nabal? A fool. Who is Abigail? Wise, wisdom. Now what happened in that story? So David came to Nabal and he asked Nabal to provide some supplies, to provide some food. It was a feast day and he and his servants wanted to have something, some food. So he went and asked Nabal, now we've been good to you, we have taken good care of you, we have never touched what was your belonging, we never intruded into your space all, these, all this while when we were here. But today is a feast day for us and just give to us and to me and my servants. Me, your son, he said. He told Nabal, to your son David and to your servants. What did Nabal say? Nabal said, get lost. That's what he said. He said, no. I don't have anything to give you. This was reported to his wife, Abigail, by a young, young man. And what did Abigail do? Huh? That's right. She realized that it is bad. It's a bad thing. It's a stupid thing that Nabal did. She understood the, the folly of her husband. She packed the supplies. She provided a gift. And she went all by herself to meet with David. She fell at his feet. And then what did, he, what did she do? Spoke with wisdom. Okay, let's read that. First Samuel chapter 25. I'm going to end with this. First Samuel, First Samuel chapter 25, verses 23 to 35. First Samuel 25, 23 to 35. When Abigail saw David, she hurried and dismounted from her donkey and fell on her face in front of David and bowed herself to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, On me alone, my Lord, be the blame. So she took the blame for her husband. And please let your slave, let your 
slave. We heard that this morning. It's a good word. It can be. It's a good word. Let your slave. Why is it's a good thing for Abigail to call herself the slave of David because David is the anointed of the Lord. So they, she's saying, and let your slave speak to you. And listen to the words of your slave. Please listen to the words of your slave. Please do not let my Lord pay attention to, the, to this worthless man. Who is that? Ah, Nabal. Don't pay attention to this worthless man, Nabal. For as his name is, so is he. That's why it is important to name your kids right. Don't call them Nabal. Nabal is his name and stupidity is with him. But I, your slave, did not see the young men of my Lord whom you sent. Now then, my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, since the Lord has restrained you from shedding blood and from avenging yourself by your own hand, now then, may your enemies and those who seek evil against my Lord be like Nabal. Now let this gift which your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the young men who accompany my Lord. Please forgive the offense of your slave. For the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house. Because my Lord is fighting the battles of the Lord. And evil will not be found in you all of your days. Should anyone rise up to pursue you and to seek your life then the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies, he will sling out as from the hole of a sling. And when the Lord, it's a prophetess, I'm telling you. This is prophetic. She's speaking like a prophetess. Say wisdom. Say wisdom. No, wisdom will, wisdom should get you excited. And when the Lord does so, my Lord, when the Lord does so, my Lord, in accordance with all the good that he has spoken concerning you and appoints you ruler over Israel, she already believes in the prophecy made to David. This will not become an obstacle to you or a troubled heart to my Lord. I'm telling you, if in today's world, she should have become the, the prime minister's um, chief advisor. This is, this is a royalty here. And when the Lord does for my Lord in accordance with all the good that he has spoken concerning you and appoints you ruler over Israel. Oh, I, I, how I desire to have a friend like Abigail. A desire to have a friend like this who speaks wisdom. Cherish your friends who speak like this. Cherish your menders who speak like this. Cherish godly leaders who will speak like this over you. When you are full of rage, look at this. What happened to David? He was ticked off. The moment Nabal refused to give him anything, he was full of rage. You know, and he vowed. And this is what he said. Not a single male servant of this man will be alive tomorrow. I will wipe this land clean. Full of rage, say rage. He was full of rage. Who is this? The man picked by God to be the anointed king of Israel. Full of rage. 
And then this lady comes, her name is Wisdom, the cause of joy, interferes with him and tells him, please listen to your slave. No, I'm your slave. You can call me your slave. I'm, consider me your slave. You're my master. You're my king. You're going to be the ruler of Israel one day. But what you're going to do should not trouble you in the future. If somebody can give you wisdom like that, what you're going to do today must not trouble you in the future. That person is prophetic. That person is giving you the counsel of God. That's, that person is full of love. We would rather have few friends who will say, go, 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 kill them all, finish them off, wipe them off from the face of this earth. Where is your Abigail? Do you listen to your Abigail? Where are the Abigails in your life? Do you spend time with the Abigails of your life? And when the Lord does so, my Lord, in accordance, she's reminding David of the promises of God. When the Lord does so, my Lord, in accordance with all the good that he has spoken concerning you, I pray for you that you will have friends, that you will be surrounded by people who will remind you of prophecies concerning your life. Hallelujah. Then you want to be a good husband, Uriah? You want to be? You just uh, completed one year of marriage, right? On July 7th. You want to be a good husband? You want to be a better husband? Remind her of the promises of God concerning her life. Be an Abigail to him, Ria. When you speak to him, wisdom. Raja Bula. Remind him of what God has spoken to him. Maybe he has forgotten that. Maybe a prophecy that he has heard many years back. He would have forgotten that. Maybe what the Lord shared to him. He would have forgotten. Remind him. You're going to be the ruler of Israel one day. What you're going to do now will stand in the way, will tarnish your image. It can be a bad mark. Hallelujah. Now, as parents, Remind your children of God, what God has spoken over them. You know, not what you feel like saying to them, but remind them of what God has spoken over them. You know, if a parent cannot value the prophecies of God concerning their children's life, I'm telling you, you are pushing your child into danger. As parents, you must value, do not despise prophecies. A godly parent must not despise the prophecies over your children. Remind them. Remind them. You know, where are the fathers? Where are the mothers? You know, I, I remember hearing stories about mothers who will remind their son. When you were only two years old, a prophet came to a house and said, you're going to be a pastor one day. She held on to that promise, that word for so many years and reminded him. Maybe when he reached 20. Not when he was in shape. Where are such fathers and mothers today in the church? Yes. 
and we are all sitting looking at each other all the mothers are you know are all sitting each other sharing their sad stories oh my son he, he is into this he is into that my daughter did that and you know she's a hopeless situation now you know why because you can't remember what the lord spoke over your children you don't cherish the promises of god you are not a big ale you acted like nabal you must not god forbid concerning your marriage concerning your children concerning your ministry god god forbid you from speaking like nabal and may you speak like abigail who's mindful of tomorrow mindful of the future wisdom creates your future it gives color to your future not right now you can give color to your december david right now your november can look bright by the words that you speak hallelujah this will not become an obstacle to you or a troubled heart to my lord both by having shed blood without cause and by my lord's having avenged himself don't avenge yourself let the lord you're fighting the lord's battle don't take this battle in your hands you're fighting the lord's battle you fight the lord's battle the lord will fight your battle that's what he said basically that's what he said when the lord deals well with my lord then remember your slave she was prophesying she was prophesying concerning her own life she was married to the most stupid man in that community he was rich maybe because his fathers were smart father and grandfather all of them were smart but he was one dumb guy the ruler the the you know the 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 one who was appointed the one who was picked by god as the ruler of israel came to him for some food he denied he came to him in humility rightfully due unto him for all the good that david has done to nabal but he was denied what did abigail do abigail prophesied in her own life when the lord deals well with my lord then remember your slave then david said to abigail look at this david listened to this girl and that beats me david he knew that he was going to be the king he listened to a lady a, a woman a foolish man's wife and david said to abigail blessed be the lord god of israel who sent you this day to meet me oh god will send people to meet you god will send people to meet you to correct your steps to pull you out of folly and you worship god for that you don't have a reason to worship look at david he worshiped god blessed be the lord god of israel who sent you this day to meet me the slave he was worshiping god for the slave who came to meet him and blessed be your discernment woo and blessed be your discernment blessed be your understanding blessed be your wisdom and blessed be you who have kept me this day from blood 
shed and from avenging myself by my own hand nevertheless as the lord god of israel lives who has restrained me from harming you if you had not come quickly to meet me there certainly would not have been left to nabal until the morning light as much as one male hallelujah i'm telling you some of your escapes are so narrow so narrow you escaped that big blunder by the skin of your teeth because somebody was sent by god maybe that person was not so charming maybe this person was so irrelevant maybe the person was so unpopular but the person came to you with the word of god the counsel of god to tell you not to do it worship god worship god So David accepted from her hand what she had brought him and said to her go to your house in peace see i have listened to you i have listened to you listen to you so listen the man who birthed solomon was a man who loved wisdom no wonder solomon asked for wisdom now we looked at that last week Why did from where did Solomon get the good sense that he should ask for wisdom when God tells him what do you want he said i want wisdom from where did solomon learn that from his father he keenly listened to wisdom didn't matter who came didn't matter how she looked how frail she was how weak she was how irrelevant she was she came to him with wisdom see a person who's accustomed to, to listening to the voice of god will quickly discern the counsel of god and if you are the kind of person you don't have any personal connection with god you are just like you know loosely walking around like one 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 reckless character you don't have any relation there's no quiet time happening there is no meditation of god's word there is no communion with god then you will miss out on every abigail that comes to your life with the counsel of god she just spoke a few words but he knew it was the wisdom of god how he is so used to listening to god he was not a proud person he was a man after god's own heart your pride can stand in the way of you listening to a humble person but david was not like that david wanted the counsel of god yes he was full of rage and rightly so he was full of rage because he was good to nabal and his people yet he denied him the portion when he asked of him he was full of rage he said i'm going to slay all of them but wisdom came to him and said no stay back you fight the lord's battle you fight the lord's battle don't take things in your own hands say wisdom say wisdom wisdom is the cause of joy we're talking about joy this year of great rejoicing what you need is wisdom Amen. what you need is wisdom count it all joy count it all joy command your joy how with wisdom you need wisdom not by speaking whatever comes to your mind but speaking in line with god's word command it joy let that joy come forth hallelujah listen to wisdom 
Listen to wisdom. Now, the, the most amazing thing in this account is the fact that David quickly responded to Abigail's advice. And I'm, I'm, I'm blown. You know, I, I read this yesterday and I was like, huh? he just, he just, there's no debate. The first response that came out of David's mouth was, Blessed be your God. Blessed be your discernment. Blessed be you who kept me from bloodshed. A man who sparsely listens to God will struggle to receive godly counsel from others. A man who sparsely listens to God will struggle to receive godly counsel from others. Doesn't matter how big the person is who's coming to you. If you're a person who's sparsely, very rarely you listen to God, you're not accustomed to the voice of God, then you will find it difficult to receive the counsel of God. He might be the greatest prophet who's living in your town. He comes to you with the, the word of God. You will not be able to receive it. But if you're used to listening to the voice, to a stranger's voice, you will not heed. If you are used to the voice of God, to a stranger's voice, you will not heed. When somebody comes to you with the word of God, you will know. Okay, he might not be a very famous person. He might not be a very big. He might not be coming on TV. He might not be wearing a suit. He would have just come with the word of God and said, this is what the Lord is putting in my heart to tell you. And you know it's the counsel of God. You know why? Because you are so used to hearing the voice of God. Yesterday was uh, my son's birthday. Dami turned 11. And, and uh, you know, we, I was looking at the different gifts that he got. And one of the things that he got was a book. The title of that book is, How to Hear the Voice of God. The Voice of God. Train your ears to listen to the voice of God. You're not, not too old to train up yourself to listen to the voice of God. You come to church, you sit, sit plung on that chair and you go back after the service or you probably might get a sip of coffee and you go out. You have no connection with nobody. You are not receiving anything. You are just filling up some space. Six square feet of space. That's what you are filling up. In the church. Say wisdom. Say wisdom. Hallelujah. Say wisdom. Wisdom. It's a tree of life. Tree of life. What happened to Nabal after that? Nabal's rash words, you know, it cost him his life. God struck him down. That's what the Bible says. He died after 10 days. His heart was hardened like, a st like stone. And I'm probably in today's language, they'll say cardiac arrest. Now that's what it is. Heart was hardened as stone. And after 10 days, he, he, he just died. Then what happened to Abigail? That's right. She was prophesying into her own future. You remember me when the Lord deals with you. Hallelujah. And what did David do? He remembered Abigail. Wisdom. 
he remembered abigail as the cause of joy and he went send his men to ask to propose to abigail propose to wisdom david proposed to wisdom that's why see everywhere in the bible when you read about wisdom you see it's, it is mentioned as beauty it's very feminine it's charming is attractive and pleasant is desirable david found this woman attractive and had found she found favor in his eyes why because she spoke in wisdom gave her wisdom like i said in today's world she would have been the apt candidate to become the counselor or the the chief advisor of the 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 premier of a of a country of a nation that's what she did she prevented him from bloodshed and said the lord will deal with him and the lord will deal bountifully with you because you want to be the ruler one day hallelujah your words can determine your future your words can determine your future how did god create the world god framed the world by the word of his mouth you can frame your world you can frame your future you can build your future with the words of your mouth you can build your future with the words of your mouth say wisdom say words say words i just ask the lord lord teach me to speak right say say it loud lord i want to speak right holy spirit be my teacher be my language trainer be my language trainer be my vocabulary trainer enrich my speech ask the lord enrich my speech help me to put a premium to my words lord prevent me from discounting my words and cheapening my words and thereby creating a cheap future for myself i don't want to do it i want to create something that is beautiful something that is according to your design help me to speak right yes. amen let's let's all stand up let's just ask the lord to to bless us with this this revelation this understanding this desire and i'm going to ask the lord to give us this desire a desire lord an unquenchable desire an undying desire an undying desire to speak like jesus bless us lord this morning bless us with that desire bless us with that drive that passion that our words may be found like the words of christ that we will speak if any man speaks even as your word says that if any man speaks let him speak the utterances of god lord we pray that we desire to be in that place that if we speak we'll speak the utterances of god we will not speak devoid of your wisdom but we'll speak full of your wisdom every word that we choose every every word that we use every sentence that we frame lord we desire that we'll reach there one day sooner than we thought we can by the grace of god that you help us lord in, in the way we in the way we put our sentences together in the way we frame our sentences in the way we frame our thoughts 
we ask for godly wisdom to manifest hallelujah bless your people this morning spirit of wisdom bless us we pray help us we pray like grace of god manifest in us manifest and change our language tongues of fire tongues of fire spirit inspired words spirit inspired communication holy spirit inspired communication let no corrupt communication proceed out of our mouth but that which is edifying giving grace to the hearer seasoned with salt seasoned as with salt thank you pa thank you jesus grace manifest let grace manifest let wisdom manifest in our words in our language in our vocabulary thank you lord let your words let your words become our words fill our mouth fill our mouths we pray fill our mouths even as we open our mouths before you lord we pray you'll fill our mouths with the utterances of god with the language of heaven that we'll we'll place ourselves in a in a in a, in a position where we are responsible for our future where where we place ourselves responsible for our children's future and we'll use responsibly the words of our mouth to create what you want us to create concerning our marriage concerning our relationships concerning our ministry concerning our riches concerning our wealth thank you father bless your people this morning bless your people this morning spirit of god take over take over our tongue holy spirit help us use our tongue as an instrument of righteousness an instrument of right as a slave unto righteousness as a slave unto righteousness that everything that we say will please our maker that everything that we think our meditations will be pleasing and acceptable in your sight lord we pray lord that we will cherish the abigails of our lives we will cherish the the ones who speak wisdom to us we'll cherish the ones who impart wisdom to us lord we will not shy away from them we will not move away from them lord but we will be people who will who will hang out with them who will stick close to them we'll build relationships with them those who impart wisdom to us lord our, our parents our teachers our leaders pastors friends those who speak wisdom lord we pray that you will you will cause us to be connected that we may stimulate one another unto good deeds thank you jesus hallelujah dikoruna ma shanta namasiyante riduru vasiyanto alarana ma shanta namasiyante meruna masiyante thank you lord you've done something special in our midst this morning and we receive it let it manifest lord let it stay let it stay let it be sustainable let it stay with us lord let it stay with us lord the conviction that we need to change the way we speak let it stay with us lord let it fill our hearts our fill our minds fill our children lord with this conviction that they need to speak speak the utterances of god fill them fill them that the tongues be dedicated unto you as instruments of of peace as voices the voices of the gospel bless them bless them we pray in jesus name 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 lord the, let no corrupt communication proceed out of them out of the mouth lord we pray no pervert thoughts will proceed out of their mouth uncompromising in their speech bless them we pray bless them we pray 
Thank you, Father. Fill the tongue, fill the mouth with the utterances of God. The utterances of God. Thank you, Father. Lord, this, we pray for our generations. We pray for our children. We pray for young people in, in this congregation, Lord. We pray for every single one here, every child, every child. We bless them. We bless them in Jesus' mighty name. Let them speak the excellencies of God. The excellent, let them declare the excellencies of God. Wherever they are, let them declare the excellencies of God in Jesus' name. Let them declare the wisdom of God. Let them declare the wisdom of God in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let them baffle the wisdom of the wise, the wisdom of the scribes. Let them baffle the wisdom of this world. Let them confuse the wisdom of this world. Hallelujah. Let them walk in a higher reality, a higher level of looking at things and understanding things, Lord. Let them expose folly. Let them expose folly of this generation, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless our children, we pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer. Thank you for this blessed time of fellowship that you gave us, Lord. Thank you for ministering to us so clearly this morning. May your name be glorified in and through our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, this is Nisha Dilakoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.